when you're in a space where you can really feel and you're tuning out from the mind and what we think preconceived um, ideas are or how people are thinking of us, it really helps us feel into being present with someone and being present with yourself. And it can take time to learn how to do that. Like for you, because you're so strong and you're so determined and you're so driven um, and you use your mind so much. So as you're bringing your word of the year in as feel, it helps you. And you'll have to tell me if this feels right for you, Mm -hmm. but just pause a little bit, have a little bit more patience and feel into um, experiences Mm -hmm. that are happening for you. Mm -hmm. And I always say, I think we mentioned our last podcast, it's, you know, instead of listening from the mind, it's, you know, feeling from our heart. And what is that heart guidance that we're feeling? I believe that each and every one of us has the power within ourselves to create the life that we really want. And I want to help give you the tools to make that happen. I'm Danica Patrick, and I'm pretty intense. So my word of the year is feel. So... As you know, like I totally wanted to change my word of the year from feel to something else because I was feeling so much. And then we decided, actually, you recommended it. You said, I don't think you should change your word of the year. I think you should add something to your word of the year. So (laughs) I changed it to feel joy because I was really sick of feeling like shit. (laughs) So um, feel, you are like the ultimate feeler. I feel like... I feel like you should talk about feel. (laughs) I do. I think you should because, you know, we did that um, podcast with uh, Lisa and Adam Mm -hmm. and um, for their Holy Human um, podcast, if anyone wants to listen to that. And yours was on, you know, we talked about you being an empath a lot and I was super educated. And so I feel as though that's kind of what it's implying when you feel is that you're really connecting with your body and your you know, getting more information about the situation than using your head. You're spot on. So yeah, talk about feeling like truly feeling. Well, I think for me, truly feeling because it's something I've always, I've always been in tuned with, Mm -hmm. um, but labeled being too sensitive, um, So it's interesting as I've become older to really accept it as a gift versus being um, feeling like really sheltering myself around it. Because when you feel so much, um, it's not only words and actions of people, but we feel energetically. And um, it also can get a little bit confusing just in the normal navigation of being human and like going to school because we're using our minds so much and we're taught academically to be using our minds so much and going into those things um, versus actually, which is important, we need balance. But when you're in a space where you can really feel and you're tuning out from the mind and what we think preconceived um, ideas are or how people are thinking of us, it really helps us feel into being present with someone and being present with yourself. And, and, it can take time to learn how to do that. Like for you, because you're so strong and you're so determined and you're so driven um, and you use your mind so much. So as you're bringing your word of the year in as feel, it helps you. Um, and you'll have to tell me if this feels right for you, mm-hmm. but just pause a little bit, have a little bit more patience and feel into um, experiences mm-hmm. that are happening for you. Mm-hmm. And I always say, 
I think we mentioned our last podcast, it's, you know, instead of listening from the mind, it's, you know, feeling from our heart and what is that heart guidance that we're feeling. Mm -hmm. So um, it takes a little bit of practice. And for me, I've had to use um, accepting feeling as a gift, but then also knowing that it doesn't mean that I'm not intelligent. And because, because you, because it goes slower, mm -hmm. right? Is that what makes you feel less intelligent? Yeah. I feel I'm like not that, as quick to answer on things. I, I, I feel into if you're asking me where should we go to dinner or what should we do? Mm -hmm. It takes me a little bit mm -hmm. and I pause mm -hmm. to check in to see what feels comfortable for mm -hmm. me, where normally if I was really connected and up here and things were firing quickly, I should definitely be able to mm -hmm. answer quicker and kind of tune into now, that. You kind of, you know, you casually say feel into, but that's not very descriptive. Mm -hmm. Like that's not super helpful for someone who's like, oh, so think about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like feel into is different than think about. Mm -hmm. Explain what the difference is for you. When you say feel into it, like what is the actual process that's happening that allows you to tap into more of the emotional body and the more of how the body feels versus what the mind is thinking? Yeah. Or so, do they co do they do you need them both? And it's uh, you know, like when we're talking to Adam and Elisa, it was like there's a the delay can be the difference between it entering as a thought, like, oh, do where do you want to go to dinner? Mm -hmm. And then you have a check-in process through the body that a lot of people bypass or have never learned to use. Yeah. I think you described it beautifully because I do have a conditioned mind and a conditioned way of being due to being so sensitive and feeling so deeply at a young age that my mind will be the first thing to come in. And as mm -hmm. Elisa says, like the little mm -hmm. gremlins and mm -hmm. say, um, is that going to make that person happy? Um, that kind of goes into codependency stuff that I'm working with um, on myself anyways, but Me too, my mind, Me too. yeah, <laughs> it's like, we, we understand that. So my mind can kind of go into that. So would that feel good for Danica? Would that feel good for my dad? Would that feel good for my mom? If we're looking on deciding where are we going to eat or what oh. are the or vacation wise? And so I'll, I'll get a hit right from my mind that comes in. And a lot of it is, um, that those, the conditioning and my subconscious. And so to kind of tap out of that, um, I can hear it. It, it gets busy. And mm -hmm. I just, I mean, you'll notice I'll close my eyes and I kind of just yeah. pause. And right then, the minute that I allow to feel in that way, and so it's going to be different for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not everyone needs to close their eyes. A lot of the times you're going to be able to hear stuff and then just, it's going to come through. You can be that direct, which I think you can be, it can be super intentional. Like you can switch to know from here to here. So I think it's about having awareness of when we notice when our mind's coming in and are we choosing from our mind? Because that's natural. That's how we're taught from mm -hmm. a young mm -hmm. age. Um, and then we can choose to stay in that space. We can choose to balance mm -hmm. it with, mm -hmm. with feeling our guidance and feeling energetically. What does that really feel like from our authentic selves yeah. versus pleasing? Or is it the right thing to right. do or afraid of what judgments might come in? If I say the wrong thing, these are all things that I've had. Yeah. I've had from being so sensitive. So all the labels I've given myself. Of, mm, um, funny you gave them to yourself. Yeah, they were, they were my labels that I put on. Um, I'm dyslexic, so I have a, a learning disability. And uh, there are numerous things. Like I didn't do well in school. I was really challenged with um, books. I did really well hands-on, but with tests and things like that, it was very challenging for me. So 
there were a lot of things where I wasn't fitting in or falling into the norm. So I gave myself these How labels. sad this school can make us feel like that. Cause I think a lot of people can probably relate either someone, you know, listening that went to school or have kids in school. It's like, you know, my kid, it's like, no, it's not that I'm not bright or they're not bright. It's just that, that just because I don't fit into this Container. box mm-hmm. <laughs> of what you're considering smart yeah. does not mean I'm not. Yeah, I'm very lucky that my mom was really, Yeah, she could tell that my sensitivities were a gift. She could tell that the compassion and the softness that I had, there was something special and I'm really artistic and creative. My sister's wonderfully book smart. I mean, so inspiring, incredibly athletic. And um, those are all things that are, don't come naturally for me, like my hand-eye coordination. And um, so it's such a different space Mm -hmm. and and Mm -hmm. navigating being young and Mm -hmm. getting into high school and just kind of evolving from Mm -hmm. that and then into a career Mm -hmm. space and how can I use my gifts and not feel hindered by it and um it's just it's been a very interesting process and I think for school what's great is there are a lot of different types of um, schools that you can go to that actually tap into people that are more creative, that are more naturally like super feeling based, Mm -hmm. which is how they can express so much through art, um, written words and poetry. And um, there are schools that are great for really academic based where your mind is turned on and needs to be challenged. Mm -hmm. So you know, I think that they're working on creating more of a variety of schools for people. And so to have parents that can be in tune with, Mm -hmm. I noticed that my daughter or my son is um, struggling in this, this way. What my mom always did was check in with me. And what is that? Because I was always a CD student. So um, I was very lucky that I didn't get punished. They always held me accountable to raise my, raise my grades up, Mm -hmm. but they also, um, my mom just, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. And so and no wonder why you have like, why you want to give yourself labels. Like I, you know, I'm, I'm with dyslexia, like I have a learning disability mm-hmm. and that's why I didn't do, you know, that's yeah. no wonder, but I mean, you have excelled in so many other areas that, um, you know, <laughs> I love the idea of, I read something where it was like, don't take score too early. And I was like, oh God, that's so great. Right. Because in life we want to go, we want something and then we didn't get it. Or, you know, this isn't working out, but then, you know, fast forward X amount of time later, all of a sudden you go, oh, I'm so glad that worked worked out like that. And it's, you know, similarly, if school's a struggle, like don't take score too early and call yourself something or, or concede. Yeah. How many people concede and just say like, well, yeah, I guess I'm just not smart. I'll just take this job instead of, feeling into what it is that they love. So for me, you know, I, I think that feeling at, you know, young age was probably overwhelming. And there's probably a lot of people that listen, that can, are like this. And, you know, they had a hard time and felt really emotional. I think that's the crazy one that I've started experiencing as I feel more this year mm-hmm. is that you, I have a hard time telling the difference uh, sometimes between my emotions and someone else's emotions. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden I'll just get this wave of anxiety, which I, which I've never had anxiety in my life or this wave of sadness or something like that. And I'll be like, where's this coming from? Yeah. And the, I will say too, this is like something kind of interesting too, is that you don't always have to be with the person for it to happen. Yeah. Understanding that 
you know, if you get a little bit more into the sort of the quantum realm, like, and entanglement and all kinds of other big words that are like way out there in science, um, it's, uh, or quantum science, um, that it's, you know, we have entanglement with people and we, we are connected energetically with, you know, well, if you believe in the saying that we're all one, then we're connected with everything, Mm -hmm. which is why maybe you can watch a, you know, field of trees get plowed down and actually go like, oh, that's so sad. Who cares? You're not going to climb that tree, right? You're not, you're not hanging out in that woods, but like you have a connection, but it's more strongly, of course, like you can feel that a lot with, um, with people. And so I've been feeling that too, where I'm like, where did this energy from and realizing that I'm, I'm, I'm at times maybe feeling someone else and not myself. And so I'm starting, I need to learn the difference between like what's mine and what's theirs, which no wonder why, if this happens to you when you're a kid, like, (laughs) very freaking confusing, right? I mean, super confusing to go to school, to be around people. And, you know, you seem like a basket case or like, you know, a recluse and totally that would be me. I I really stayed home (laughs) because I didn't feel that I fit in anywhere. And so I felt very safe in my nurtured space and um, could be free to express myself and be and, and felt a lot more expressive in that way. Um, But Again, those are conditions that I that I also put on myself. I mean, I was never kind of told to be that way. It's just where I felt I could breathe and where I could be. Um, so I agree. I think that also what you're feeling with your word of the year with with feel is you're starting to really tap into your empathy. Mm-hmm. So when you speak about the trees. Mm-hmm though you might not be climbing them and having that goal to do it, you're just feeling that connectedness that you just mentioned that we are all one and we're all energy, but you're, you're now you have this depth of empathy. Mm -hmm. So um, whether it's trees or you're experiencing it in other relationships and other things, you you're feeling it to a whole new level. I remember what you told me a long time ago. This was, um, I think this is probably after my three lifetimes ago relationship ended. <laughs> and I was like, everything is brighter. Like the flowers mm. are more colorful. The trees are more green. And you said, and it never left me because this is obviously a really long time ago. You said, oh, you're starting to see things through God's eyes, like through sources eyes. You're starting to see things from there. And I was like, huh. And so as I, you know, anyway, so I think that's kind of also what we're, what, if you like tap into that connectedness idea of everything like that's, and we're all energy, the highest form of source energy or God or whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. And so like everything does get more real and raw as it is. And so, um, feels just been overwhelming. It's been, it's, it's, it's anybody that's going down that road or has been on that path. I mean, it's, um, it's just a lot, it's a lot to handle. And there's a, like, you, you, you know, understanding what to do with it, how to deal with it. Um, and then just simply for me, just learning how to feel into it. So also for me, something that's also happened with feelings is that, you know, I actually get, and, and I don't know, maybe this resonates with other people, but I will get a feeling in my body in 
you know, for me, it's in my solar plexus, but maybe someone else, it might be your heart or it might be your sacral, or maybe it's in your throat. Like people that have a hard time, like maybe it's your voice or like, you know, something there, you know, headaches, whatever it is, whatever chakra in your body is sort of lighting up for whatever one lights up for you most. But for me, it's always the solar plexus. And I'm not an expert on this by any means, but each one of them, I think might have a little bit more of a different directive. Like maybe fear comes more from the solar plexus and like, you know, sadness comes from the heart. I, I'm not sure, but that might also be a way to know, but, but I'll get a really big indication in my body and I'll feel a lot of discomfort. So for me, it'll sort of materialize as, um, a knot in my stomach or, um, uh, difficulty digesting things, or, mm-hmm. um, then at the most extreme, like nausea and the inability to like stand up where it's that bad. And so that, you know, that's like, that's been happening to me for a while where you get that, um, you get a feeling in your body and then it arrives in my mind and there's like no fixing that from, it seems like, it seems like that's how it works for me. I feel it in my body before I know it in my mind. And so, um, that's another, that's another indicator in the feel world. But, you know, I think also like to, to sort of turn a little bit is I believe that we're a lot, a lot of us and I'm included and I don't think anybody wants to cry. Right. Like nobody really wants to like cry or be super vulnerable in that way. But um, I've made a real good piece with crying. I'm a real good crier now. And I enjoy crying, but I've all, <laughs> but my nickname's Boo Boo. So you know that. So like, I mean, I love crying, but, but um, yeah. And I know for you, you're learning how to be comfortable with crying and allow yeah. yourself. I don't want to like totally pivot, but I wanted to go back to you talking about how you feel it first. And then it goes to your mind and the visceral reactions that you're having mm-hmm. when you're in those moments, what do you then do? What comes up for you? Well, it was very confusing at first. Um, you know, I'm sure you can remember times in the past where I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I, I ate a strawberry and I feel like I'm going to like die right now. And, um, so now when it happens, in fact, it happened the other day and I was in this very room and I, I got this knot in my stomach and I had ate nothing weird. And I think that's a part of it too, is that mm-hmm. when you get that connected with your body and you're that, you know, conscious of what you put into it, which you are, you yeah. get a, you, you know, when it's random because yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I ate that. I've ate that about 7,000 times and I've never felt like this. So anyway, I was feeling this super big knot in my stomach. And so I just went, as it came on, I was like, okay, okay. Well, I know what you are. I know what you are. And so then I was just kind of like, you kind of like surrender to the feeling and know that something might be coming and you just go, all right, well, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for whenever that wants to come through. And so I was in this room and I was doing something on the floor. I was organizing some drawers in here and my fancy little office. And I felt so horrible that I had to lay down. And as I just kind of laid down and actually I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I didn't get a big download of information at that very moment before it passed, but I just allowed myself the ability to rest And, you know, resting, resting is, I'm really shitty at resting too. Like really bad at that. Um, So I just like that narrative because you just did it. Yeah. And I just, while you were in a busy state and you took time to, you felt something, you paused, you allowed it to express itself Mm -hmm. and then you surrendered Mm -hmm. and you rested. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. That's huge. Mm-hmm. So I just for you, that's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you for sharing this because this is an exper- a very good experience and articulation of how to tap into feeling in the body mm-hmm. when something's coming through. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I mean, I've, it's almost hard to know exactly uh, like, cause I've had so much come through, like this has been the best and worst summer of my entire life. And I've experienced like such extreme duality with emotions um, all the way from like the deepest sadness to like greatest joy and the simplest things more, much more often. And so, um, you know, did anything come through? It could have come through within the days after because I did actually have a couple of downloads within the next couple of days with some of the other practices I have. So maybe just it was like a, you know, me allowing my body to just kind of rest in that moment instead of pushing through something was a little lesson, little lesson from the universe because what you resist persists. And so, um, so I rested and it felt better, but that's like, that, I mean, yeah, so what, I, I mean, yeah, I, that's what happened. That was the most recent time. Um, but, you know, you just, I'm getting better at understanding what it means and surrendering. So, yes. you know, you kind of ask what comes up for me is that I'm doing a better job of instead of pushing through and I, I'll go in. So another option for someone that might have this happen is uh, journaling okay. or meditating or nature walk, like something that allows you to really have like better space, Mm -hmm. um, meaning from other people and obligations so that you can kind of give yourself enough time for it to come through. Yeah. I've been quiet. Yeah. I'm getting into where you're not having the distractions. Yeah. Um, and it also takes a while to calm our mind down and our subconscious and like mm-hmm. to get everything, like to get into that consciousness mm-hmm. space is what you're talking mm-hmm. about with meditating, being in nature, mm-hmm. journaling. Mm-hmm. Those are like three beautiful must that, that if you're looking to tune into really feeling in that way are a yes. There's another one that I've started doing and is, you know, you told me to do it and another friend told me to do it and it's the class. And um, yeah, oh, yeah, so Toomey, yeah, Taryn Toomey um, started that a long time ago. And so you told me to do that back. It's so funny. Here's a good example of you totally <laughs> feeling. So <laughs> you're telling Steph and I about the class and you're like, oh my God, you've got to watch this video. And it's like so emotional. You're like, I cried when I watched it. And you were trying to find this video and trying to find this video. And I think you felt like you found it. And Steph, and I, after you walked away, maybe you went to the bathroom or something, we looked at each other and we were like, what's wrong with her? <laughs> there was nothing sad about that video at all. <laughs> and I came out, I actually think I went to go shower and I came back out <laughs> and you, as you do so beautifully, you just share the truth, right? Like there's, there's, you just share. So, and you were like, yep, I didn't get anything from that. I don't know what it was. Must be you and your feeling thing or whatever. And no, I don't think I did. It was later on when I had done it that you go, Oh my gosh, that's what I was telling you to yeah. do. Cause I forgot you told me because yeah. it just didn't register. Right. It wasn't. Um, and so this is also a little like, like side note is that when you have something happen as an observation and you think about it, but then you connect it with a, then there's a feeling connected with it. So for you, you saw it, you felt something Mm -hmm. and felt emotional. So you didn't forget, but you said it. And then we watched it. There was no feeling connected. It was just, it was just like cognitive information, but not reside, didn't get into the body, didn't get in. And so I forgot that you said it. And so, um, and that's also a trauma is too, like people get scared of that word, but trauma being like when something happens that you have a big feeling or correlated with it. Mm -hmm. Well, when 
it's a bad thing, then as you go through life, anything that happens that sort of triggers that, that memory that go, then you'll go to that feeling. And it's as if you're stuck at that age. So, you know, that's a little thing too. If you see somebody reacting in a really childish way to something, you're go, Oh wow, they have a trauma when they were, let me guess, uh, six, <laughs> because they're acting like a toddler, um, an adolescent. So anyway, um, but that's all trauma is too, is just like a thought that goes, that goes into the body as a feeling. And then it gets stuck and stored there. It's just stuck, stuck energy. Yeah. And, um, and so uh, then it was later on that I'd actually done the class and I had told you about it, forgot that you had mentioned it. And you said, that's what I was telling you about. And you said, I must have been feeling into what the power of the class was yeah. and what they offer and what it brings out in people mm-hmm. that, uh, that it act, that I, um, was that emotional. I, I, you were emotional. Yeah, so I cried watching just like their like little 10 minute yeah. promo for it. And I was like, woo. I mean, it was, and as I'm now like allowing myself to really be in that space of feeling and, um, it is so much more intense than I ever even remember it being. Mm. And so that's a really good example of it. And it was a, it was a, actually a really beautiful reflection just to see the difference. You know, we're always being offered opportunities to reflect back and, and to, to have tests. And I remember in that, I was like, that must've been what it was because that also helps me tune in a little bit more to sure. being, it's just bringing an awareness. Sure, so that, it's so natural for me that I'm not, it's right? kind of like, right. It's like truth for me. Like I can't, it's yeah. like same thing. Like when it's your right. gift and when it's in your nature to know something, to just know, like you have a feeling is not something you make you effort for. Mm-hmm. Like I don't effort to know the truth. It's just kind of a knowing and an awareness exactly. that it gets really hard that if people can help you sort of contribute just like that to say like, yeah, that didn't seem very emotional. And then I go and do the class and I tell you about it. You're like, gosh, thank you. Because, mm-hmm. you know, um, so anyway, the only thing that I'll say the other, so the last thing I'll mention here about this sort of topic of feel is that um, I'm realizing too, in this next, this is sort of like a new, new element to help me get to a feeling, get to an awareness, get to a knowing, get to information is um, this sort of somatic element of of voice mm. of, of of using your voice of of, of audible sounds so yeah. for anybody who's done the class you know exactly what i'm talking about but if you don't then it's basically you you know you'll be moving and you know allowing yourself to add some voice in it like actually i'll tell you here's it here's it the class does it but it would, this happened to me with Dusty in massage, which, you know, we both know Dusty. And so she gets into this, she does somatic healing, but she also um, does body work. And so, um, which you referred me to her as well. And so I went in there uh, sort of at the beginning of like all of my horrible summer activities. And um, I went in for massage and she's like, I was kind of telling her some things going on and you know, she's like, okay. She's like, well, we'll just see what comes through. And so I, she's like, you know, if something happens or something comes through, just, I keep working. So just stick with it. And I'm like, okay, which is fine for me. I am, I'm like pretty decent, pretty good with all the whole emotion crap now. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when it's just girls and you know, someone, you know, so I'm laying on the table and she gets to the spot on my back that I keep in mind, it's stuck energy. I've got the spot on my back and she can't get through it. And she keeps working and working and working and sure it's still there and I can feel it. I can feel what she's working on. And she goes, 
at some point in time after doing some sounds, which is like, this is where it gets into the little bit of the hippie realm for people. Mm -hmm. um, somatic is too, but she'll start to like, she used like, um, like a didgeridoo or like chimes or Drum. drums or something like that, or bowls, sound bowls or something like that, which is what these are. Um, so I can, can you hear them buzzing as mm -hmm. we talk? They're mm -hmm. actually lighting up. Um, so anyway, it's our energy. Mm -hmm. Um, so <laughs> she goes, give this, give this spot a sound. And so at first I kind of made a sound and I was like, you know, it's awkward, but you're like, it is. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, ah, you know? And then I was like, ah, and she's, and so then I, <laughs> I, I, I just felt something more coming. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, much bigger. It was like, ah, you know, and like a really big sound. And as soon as I did that, I started bawling. So that's an example of like adding a little bit of sound to, um, to, uh, to, to the, to your practice to just sort of like, really it like give yourself some private space where you can yeah. just kind of be, be ridiculous and feel really uncomfortable. And then you just kind of are just like, you just like whatever you're doing, like maybe make some movements or even just sit there and just, ah, uh, like whatever comes through for yeah. like, just give your, let your body sound how it wants to sound. And what I've noticed with the class as I do it more of a, as a practice now mm -hmm. is that it's almost like the door that unlocks the emotion. And it basically like, oh, it makes it available. Very available. It like brings it right out. Yeah. And so you give it some sound, yeah. opens the door, and then you stick with it. And then all of a sudden, like I, I like I might cry. I usually cry. And then there, or there's, but there's an awareness. There's like yeah. a, there's like a really simple sort of statement that comes through a thought where I'm like, oh, oh, you know, like that's what needed to come out. Well, when you also open and you're creating more space as we vocalize and we're moving energy through our body. We're also allowing more to be able to receive in our body. So it's, it's interesting, you know, for all the workouts you've done, um, that are incredible and to have it at this level where they're doing it, where it's very unstructured, it's more of this fluid movement, but it, it allows the voice to come I'm curious for you, how do you feel different from, because you get endorphins with both, right? Sure. I mean, for sure, you're traditional, but with yeah. this one, what, how does that feel for you? What's the difference between? Mm, between working out and breathing heavy and making noise at times versus um, one of them. Well, it's that I'm allowing myself, I'm allowing my body to express itself without any structure. Woo. So, there you go. Yeah. So they're like with a workout, there's like something next to do. Right. And so you kind of know like, Oh, this is hard. And you're like, ugh, ugh. but with that, you know, you're, it's allowing thing. It's allowing your body to not only sound, but move in a way that's you would never want someone to videotape <laughs> ever. You would just want them, to, you'd want no one to see what you're doing or hear what you're doing. Um, so it's like truly, truly, truly your body's pure expression. Mm. And so uh, it's like you're tapping into more of your authenticity, which then probably peels away to the truth, to the emotion and allows it to come through. Beautiful. Let's feel. Let's feel. <laughs> 
Thanks everybody for listening to the Pretty Intense podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like what you heard today and you want to hear more, please click on the subscribe button.